Let's continue our conversation on TCU and Michigan coming up on New Year's Eve, a little after 4 p.m., the kickoff out in Arizona as the Wolverines are two wins away from being college football's national champions this year. Anthony Broom, he's another Michigan insider at the Wolverine.com. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And as we get closer uh, to this game kicking off, Anthony, why do you like Michigan to win in advance and what could end their season? Yeah, I still like them because I think, first and foremost, I think they're going to get a little bit healthier. I think it, it's at this point, it's pretty well plowed that uh, we know that Blake Horn's not going to be on the field for that game. But other than him, guys like Mike Morris seem like they'll be closer to 100%. Donovan Edwards, you know, he's had the hand injury. I would expect him to be a little healthier. So, you know the the full the full assortment of guys are back and and I've you know they they start practice here on Tuesday to start uh, their TCU prep they had a week off everyone kind of got healthy got right but certain guys were on the award circuit and all those types of things but now it's all eyes on all eyes on the prize and this isn't like last year where the whole month between the Big Ten championship game and the college football playoff it was a group that. Uh, kind of lost some of the wind from its sails because it was such an exasperating final stretch run of the season. These guys expect to be here, and and they took you know this is based last week is basically their their bye week, uh, second bye week if you will, and it's it's part of the journey now. This is where they expect to be. I think they match up really well with TCU. I think that. Um, They'll be able to move the football. I think defensively they'll be able to lock in enough, and that should be enough for them in this game. I think they're the better football team. What could end their season? Obviously, to me, it would be uh, those guys coming back from injuries that aren't as effective. Uh, TCU kind of continuing its, uh, we'll say it's a Cinderella run, but you know they, they're they're coming off of a loss in their conference title game, so the wind's a little bit out of their sails. But Max Duggan's an incredible player, and. You know, containing him and what he can do with his legs will, will go a long way in Michigan's chances in this game. But I still, you know, as we kind of start to really dive into the TCU prep, uh, both from what the team is doing and then from our coverage standpoint of it, uh, I think this, this Michigan team is, is too talented and, and the mentality is too locked in to kind of overlook this one. I want to compare this team to the Michigan football team a year ago that was preparing for Georgia in the college football playoff and had beaten Ohio State, even though it was at the big house, and crushed Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, Michigan's first appearance. Now they've won back-to-back. Where is this Michigan football team better or worse than the squad from a year ago? I think they're deeper. I think they're a little more athletic uh, in some areas, namely you know, at edge rusher, um, you know, deeper there. I wouldn't say more athletic there. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo were amazing athletes, but uh, I think more athletic, especially on the back end of the defense with your corners and your safeties. Um, the offense is more of a, you know, we saw in that Georgia game last year where they got knocked off rhythm early and it's not a Cade McNamara thing. It's just how the team was built. Um, they weren't built to kind of repurpose and, and refocus and go a different way. So, what we saw, I think something that we didn't know, we wouldn't know if Michigan was capable of this until they played a game like they did at Ohio State. But, you know, we finally saw when a team was able to take away the run early on, uh, you had to kind of find another way to stay in that football game. And your quarterback is, is more of a playmaker than the one that you had last year. So those are all areas. I mean, they're they're the same in a lot of ways, but they're also just deeper and 
a little more talented, especially at quarterback, which you get into this Final Four and you better have a quarterback that can win you a football game uh, if they need to. I think of Justin Fields against Clemson a couple years ago, how he stepped up um, and kind of had a star performance there. So I think Michigan's just more equipped to do that. Um, at quarterback, they've got guys, they've got depth on defense, they've got amazing uh, assistant coaches that are making that are making adjustments the likes of which I've never seen just in terms of completely flipping a script, you know, just by going into the locker room at halftime. So all of those things to me is why this is just a, a, uh, you know, it's not often the sequel is better than the original, but this one is in, in every single way. Anthony Broom, he's another Michigan insider from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the huge show across Michigan, talking Michigan as they prepare for TCU on New Year's Eve as nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, big board. Uh, It will be interesting, that matchup with TCU, and I I think their goal, at least what I'm hearing from McCarthy uh, after that Big Ten championship win over Purdue, these guys want that national championship. They would love nothing more. Well, they're really in a a no-lose situation in terms of an opponent they want. If they get by TCU... Uh, you have not revenge, but you beat Georgia. You kind of say, okay, last year uh, Georgia had the better team. We're better this year. And by chance, if you get the unbelievable national title matchup between Ohio State and Michigan, and you could beat the Buckeyes for the second time in, what, a six, seven-week period, uh, and you would always own that national championship in Big Ten Trophies, plural, together in the same year with back-to-back wins within two months. Man, I, I, that's something I don't know if the Ohio State fan could ever get over. Yeah, all the hypotheticals when talking about potentially playing Ohio State are, again, and this is how it was heading into the, the, the game this year, was, well, what happens if Jim Harbaugh and Michigan loses? What's the narrative? Why are always the hypotheticals going the other way? It's never, what will it mean for Ryan Day and Ohio State if if Michigan and Ohio State play again, and Michigan wins again, so I mean, our uh, you know my, my co-host on our, our post-game show, uh, former Michigan defensive lineman Ryan Van Bergen, said after you know after the Big Ten championship game, we were talking about matchups and what they might be staring at. He's like, heck yeah, I want to play Ohio State again. Like Michigan knows what they are, and there are people in that building that will even tell you they're you know they were kind of hoping to maybe even see them in the Fiesta Bowl, um, but they would welcome them. With open arms, there's no fears about uh, devaluing the season game or devaluing uh, last season's game. Listen, those games happened, and Michigan beat them twice and won two Big Ten championships. Like those don't get devalued to me. Uh, national championship game uh, is is a whole different monster, and I think that it's another thing where you know until Ohio State backed into the playoff, you know they're talk, you know their media is speculating about guys that will sit out the Rose Bowl and. Um, you know, if, if they've seen C.J. Stroud play for the last time and, and all of a sudden you get, they'll call it new life, but they were given a gift by sliding back in. They can thank USC's tackling for that. Um, I just have a hard time believing that, you know, that program has so many more issues right now than just the two losses on paper to Michigan. I think they're kind of in a bit of an identity crisis and seeing them again so quickly, um, Again, I mean, we, we saw the effort it took for Michigan to flip the fortune in that rivalry. It took a whole offseason. It took a lot of changes. I just don't – if it winds up being Ohio State, great. I think Michigan would embrace that because they'd be even healthier and 
feel pretty good about that. And if it's Georgia, I mean, uh, you wouldn't be favored. I think we can argue that Georgia is maybe still the better team. But, you know, in terms of last year's game, if you play that game 100 times, Michigan probably finds a way to win, what, maybe four or five of them at most. That was just a historically good Georgia defense. This year, I'd be willing to say, I would still pick Georgia to win, but it's probably closer to 70, 30, 60, 40. Uh, I think Michigan has more than a puncher's chance if it plays Georgia. So if you play Georgia at worst, then they're, you know, you get to see, um, and they lose, you just get to see how much, how much more improved you are than last year in that matchup, how you stack up them against them a year later. But honestly, I mean, if Michigan finds a way to get there, you might as well just close this whole damn thing out, right? Like just finish the season. They're good enough to beat Georgia on their best, really on both of those teams' best day. I think that Michigan is capable of beating Georgia. So really the pros and cons of of either matchup are uh, the Ohio State one would, you know, hurt a little bit more if you lost. But uh, like I said, it's a no-lose situation uh, in terms of narratives and, and what's on the line. Could you imagine if Day lost to Michigan twice, one for the Big Ten title, uh, one for the national title, six-week period? I'm being honest. I, I don't know if you're coaching the Buckeyes in the fall of 2023, if that would happen. I'm being serious. Well, you're probably coaching the Carolina Panthers or something, honestly. Exactly. But, I agree. Yeah, that's, I think that would kind of be like, hey, if you get an NFL job, you probably should take it, Ryan. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they, that, that loss hurts a little bit more. We've seen it. We saw it with Harbaugh for five years in a row. Ohio State is just now seeing it um, over the last two years. And, uh, yeah, it's, you either double down and, and commit to fixing it or you go a different direction. And it's, it's, it's wild to me that they could be, you know, that Ryan Day only has two losses against Big Ten teams, and they're both from Michigan. Like, it's still, it's still an elite head coach, but as we saw on the flip side of it, um, you are defined by what you do in that matchup. So uh, it, it will be fascinating if it comes to that, which is why it, it's crazy to me that the the, the Buckeye storyline, the national storyline is, oop, here comes a big bad Ohio State looming against Michigan when really it should be the other way around. Yeah, and the money has gone on Ohio State. Uh, the line was extremely low when Ohio State was announced as the fourth team in the college football playoff. DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board has the hypothetical Ohio State-Michigan matchup with the Buckeyes as a three-point favorite. I don't get it, but you know what? you got to play the games. Anthony Broom, uh, he is all over Michigan TCU, the college football playoff, and more. You can follow everything Michigan football 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Anthony, appreciate the time. Happy holidays, my friend. Of course, same to you guys. Thank you so much for your support. All right, there you go, Anthony Broom, checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And remember, you can gear up for Michigan and the college football playoff semifinal quality license official team gear a huge selection always had that great Meyer price inside the team gear department at your local Meyer